Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Everybody, it is the Steve Jones Show on a Wednesday, day after Election Day. News Radio 1070 WKOK. Macatrillo here with you in the producer chair, taking a break from election coverage. And Steve will soon join us soon. He's just hooking himself up from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Humble's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. So as we continue with the show today, should anything big break from the election, we will rejoin CBS News and bring you the latest. But as of now, we're going to take a quick little break here for the next two hours, hopefully, and talk some Penn State football and other sports happening around the country. And we'll resume some election coverage once we get into the 5 o'clock hour, and then at 6.15, we're going to have... A, another press conference from Harrisburg from Secretary Bookvar and uh, Governor Tom Wolf as well. So with the Penn State game coming up, Maryland, 3.30 kickoff, 2 o'clock airtime here on WKOK. And going to be an interesting one, but as we've heard from Rich Scarcella and Frank Bodandy earlier in the week. The talent should be there for Penn State to finally bounce back, get its first win. But trying to contain Talia Tungaviola, who had a really nice game last week in Maryland's big win against Minnesota, going to be key for this Penn State defense. Can you contain him in the pocket? That's going to be really key, I think, as far as the many other factors, too. But... This team's more talented. I, I like Penn State to bounce back this week. So we'll get into more of that. Going to send it to a quick break, and then we'll have Steve come back with a little bit more here on this on this edition. And also, too, the San Francisco 49ers had to shut down their facility today after a positive COVID-19 test. We'll continue to monitor that as well. And today's show, again, brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Humble's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com and we're back after this on News Radio 1070 WKOK. All right, great to have you with us on the show today. If there's any breaking news on the election, we'll break away for it. Um, all that matters is that Ward 4 in Danville is safe. Uh, you know, if we have to break away for, for that, we will only because we're forced to. All right, so uh, there we go. <laughs> 
Back to work today for the Penn State football team. Uh, they were uh, normally what Penn State does is this Penn State uh, does walkthrough and corrections and then transitions to game week Sunday. Monday is an off day, a day where the coaches really get together and finalize what they want to do to get anything done for the week, what they want to put in, what they think is going to work, so forth. Also based on the corrections they made earlier. And then Tuesday, they get to it. Tuesday's probably, if you're going to pick a day of the hitting, it's usually Tuesday. Starts to taper down Wednesday, but Wednesday's still a heavy, I mean, hard, hard-working practice. Thursday then transitions into a walkthrough, as does Friday, and then you play on Saturday. Well, because of the election yesterday, everybody was mandated to have the day off. So Penn State uh, moved their Tuesday practice to Monday, had yesterday off, and they're back today. James likes how everything went Monday. It went really well because he was concerned going in. How is this going to work? He says the coaches adapted really well because normally their schedule on Monday is going to be different. Players did a great job, he thought, on Monday. Now it's going to let's see how they do tonight. Uh, they've got uh, tonight's. So instead of the rhythm of going from the Tuesday practice into a rhythm of Wednesday into the rhythm of Thursday, you're going to go Monday, off day, and then into a Wednesday. By the way, Johnny Holiday, the outstanding voice of Maryland football for 42 years. Is going to join us on the show tomorrow. Dick Girardi joins us on Friday. High school roundtable tomorrow. We're going to have everybody with us. I know Sealands Grove season's over. Lewisburg season is over. And uh, Chickalumi's taking on Tennessee Chattanooga because Nebraska can't. <laughs> no? Is that wrong? I'm sorry. I just... Well, that's close. <laughs> that's close. They're going to play Mifflinburg, right? Correct. Who's the coach of Mifflinburg now? Uh, it is uh, Coach Dressler, I think, is still there. Okay, good. All right. So that's good. They've got that. And go from there. We talked yesterday. By the way, tonight is... Mac action time. There are six Mid-American Conference games scheduled for tonight. And next week, the Mac will have games on Tuesday and Wednesday. So we're going to have seven days a week of football next week. I think we could use it. (laughs) Uh, I don't know what the Mac policy is on fans. It probably is just a state-by-state thing. The Big Ten, it's a conference deal. But um, that is what uh, what's happening there. Antonio Brown returns to the NFL with Tampa Bay. He'll be in the mix on Sunday Night Football when the Bucks take on the Saints. You feel like this is the last opportunity. You feel like this is the last chance. Because let's face it, a talent, and he is a... What's interesting about Antonio Brown is this. 
And this is where you have a hard time with the disconnect. Antonio Brown is not a good receiver. He is a great receiver. He makes spectacular catches, spectacular plays. He takes that short in route. You know, you know. I always complain about it's third down and seven, and you throw the two-yard pass. Like, what? Well, what are you doing? Now, with him, you can do it because he might still get you the first down. Most other people can't. And and here's where the disconnect is. Not only is a is he a great receiver, and he legitimately is. He works really hard. And that's where I've found the disconnect with him over the years in terms of how he is off the field. Now, I realize there are a lot of personal issues going on here between children and relationships and so forth. I understand all that. Most people do. I got that, which, of course, brings with it financial issues and so forth um, that are hard um, to overcome and create a lot of stress. But a guy that's that talented, that works that works that hard, he's got great work ethic. He plays the game hard. I mean, when's the last time you ever looked at Antonio Brown, the player, and said Antonio Brown, the player, is out there dogging him? I never have. Have you? I mean, to be honest with you, Antonio Brown, the player, how much would he help the Philadelphia Eagles, Matt? Uh, in terms of from a football standpoint, I'm talking greatly. about. I'm talking, I said Antonio Brown, the player. Okay, I did not say the person. I said the, the player, player. Yes, greatly. I mean, tremendously. He'd be the best. He'd walk in. He'd be the best receiver there right away. I mean, not even close. And I get a lot of Fulgham fans out there. Okay, I'm sure they're both happy. But I mean, at the player. The worker, but for some odd reason there was, and, I, and I'm not, I, I have no idea why, but there's some tremendous disconnect between what happens with him off the field and sometimes in the locker room. You feel like Tampa Bay's the last stop for him. This is the last chance. He had a chance with the Raiders. He had a chance with the Patriots. Now this, we'll see. You know, with, with, imagine when they get Godwin back. Godwin has a broken finger. Imagine when they get Godwin back. Do you have Godwin, Mike Evans, and Brown? We want to talk about an organization that's going for it. But the other issue with this is it seems like there are certain players where Many or not all, but many organizations feel well. If he comes into our, let's use that word that drives a lot of people nuts these days, uh, we bring him into our culture. We'll get the most out of him. And how many times have we heard that, and then it didn't work out? Even look at the Saints right now, the 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 opposing team on Sunday Night Football. Uh, they drafted him, but I'm sure they feel that their culture is quote strong enough to 
get Michael Thomas through. And Thomas, no, so far, no. So there's, I mean, that's going to be interesting to see that play out. Now, what about the Niners and the Packers? I think they'll play the game tomorrow. I mean, today they're talking about doing all their meetings on Zoom. Today is just a meeting day for them anyway, a walkthrough day. It's it's a day before a game. Uh, If they do a good job of isolating the situation, um, then they can, they'll be able to play. They'll be able to play. And I think they will play tomorrow night. Let's give the NFL credit. We are done with week eight heading into week nine of the NFL season. So far, every game that was supposed to be played has now been played. What happens in the second half, don't know. But... You have to give credit where credit's due. Major League Baseball made it all the way through. They finished. They finished. And they finished with relatively few problems. Uh, Penn State's COVID numbers. I don't know, Matt, if you've seen this yet or not. I did. Penn State's COVID numbers, 1,332 COVID-19 tests of students. 11 positive test results, three pending. So that's where they are. 1332 with 11 positives. That's, uh, you don't want any? But they have been able to keep their numbers steady. I mean, it's less than 1%. That's way down there. But it's interesting, Center County's way down. Now, the state's up. What, what was it, 2,700 today in the state? That sound right? It Matt? was just a little under 2,800 again, but yeah. Center County at 10. Remember how Center County had that burst in, in, in mid-September to maybe the first week of October? Like maybe, you know, like 10 days into October, they had a burst. They're triple digits, uh, days and so forth. They haven't had triple digits for the week here. They tend today. Yesterday was I think yesterday was I want to say it was in the maybe 20. The weekend was 46. That's two days. I mean they've I mean the numbers have been consistent. I'll take the 46 and divide it by two. They've been under 25 a day here now for actually a while. It's it's been Interesting and different how it's played out here compared to the state. The students, by the way, still have, what's the day, the fourth? So the students are here for 16 more days and then they leave. Sixteen more days. Um... before they then leave for fall break, and then the rest of the semester will be on Zoom, and the athletes, of course, will be here. 
Uh, let's see. Last month there was reported about a potential round of layoffs at ESPN. The report indicated somewhere between 300 and 700 could lose their jobs, unfortunately. 2017 layoffs, they did hit the on-air talent heavy. But according to Richard Dice of The Athletic, layoffs could begin as early as tomorrow there. And it's going to be a lot of behind-the-scenes individuals that are the primary casualties. Um, which is I look this this is hard. I don't want to see anybody lose. They're, you know, you're looking at athletics with not not you know, across the country. I mean, I just saw Arizona laid off more people, for example, or furloughed. This has been so hard on so many people, uh, and I'm using this as an example because of everybody. So remote production is expected to be hit significantly, while some of the cost savings will come from talent contracts not being renewed. ESPN has 6,000 employees globally. They have 4,000 working in Bristol. Well, that's, uh, that's an example of what's hit many places. I'm probably there's probably some of you out there that have unfortunately had the misfortune of having it happen to you, and believe me, I, my heart breaks for you. It breaks for you. Here's the part that I don't like. Many of the on-air talent individuals for ESPN have called games from their homes. This may indicate they're going to continue to go that route, and I think the fan massively loses when that happens. Big time. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Gray pre-owned inventory. Fabulous deals to be had. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. The Eagles have the week off. They could use it because they've exhausted their fans. You are a prime example. <laughs> You're exhausted. Uh, I don't know if exhausted is the right word, but it's it's been a, probably the strangest year I've, I've endured as a fan. Here was an unusual one today. That in a normal year, I could understand, but in this particular year, I'm not so sure you're not showing your tone deaf. Now, I may be wrong. We'll find out. Free agent right-hander Trevor Bauer, who last year made $17.5 million. Now, obviously, he didn't get $17.5 million. It was obviously prorated this year. The Reds' qualifying offer for 2021 was 18.9 million. 
Okay. I mean, do you think in the current climate you can get eighteen point nine million? Well, let's just kick it in. Do you think you can get nineteen to twenty million? Because you're looking for obviously more than that. You think you get twenty million dollars? Now, if this is twenty nineteen, okay, I can see it. But in twenty twenty, with everybody losing between eighty and a hundred million dollars. And nobody knows if you're going to allow, be allowed to have fans in the stands or maybe only 50%, whatever the circumstances are in the spring. Do you think people are going to sit there and say, hey, we can't wait to sign him for $21, $22 million? That's why uh, when I look at the free agency of JT Real Muto, for example, Trevor Bauer now, lapsing toward free agency, how much money are they going to command? Who can realistically pay that kind of money right now? His agent, Rachel Luba, said that Bauer remains open to discussing a return to Cincinnati and all other interested teams through free agency. All right, I understand he wants to find out what his market value is. And last year, look, last season, the Reds made the playoffs and he was good. 5-4, 1.73 Five and four, one point seven three ERA in eleven starts, and he's a finalist for the Cy Young Award. Um, but I, yeah, I understand why he wants to be a free agency. That way, he can pick and choose where he wants to go. But if money is the object, I mean, is he going to get eighteen point? $9 million a year with somebody, which is the qualifying offer. And I'm talking about if this was a year ago, I'd be like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. I know what he's I know what he's trying to do. It makes sense to me. Except here's the problem. It's not 2019 any longer. It's 2020, and we've just gone through a 60-game season, prorated salaries, and you have to ask yourself, who out there has the money to pay I'm not even sure the Yankees are going to do this. The Yankees are have to figure out what to do with D.J. LeMahieu, their second baseman, who is just a fabulous player and hitter. I'm just using them as an example because normally the Yankees would be one that would pay. Like, you know, they pay, they, you know, they have a contract with Garrett Cole for $36 million a year. Bauer is obviously a really good pitcher. He can be eccentric at times. But I'm asking if if he and his agent are in this climate and atmosphere being maybe tone deaf. I, mean, I may be wrong about about that um, one of the real legends in our business retired today and it's in the Big Ten Larry Clisby known as the Cliz the voice of Purdue basketball and you're talking about guy that called 1189 Purdue basketball games in his career his career began in 1977 in Lafayette. Took over the Purdue radio job in 1984. 
But here's the here's the problem that closes Ed. He has battled great health problems in recent years, diagnosed with stage four lung cancer and then metastatic brain cancer in June 2018. Uh, Larry, um, when all this happened, they did a GoFundMe page because uh, Larry's in his, I'll say Larry's in his late, early 70s, I believe, which means he's on Medicare. Medicare can pay, you know, in certain cases up to 80%. So this is at 20, you know, we're in that Medicare um, period right now where you have to make your decision between now and December 7th on, on health care coverage dealing with Medicare. I'm still not quite there yet. For those who are wondering, well, they needed he needed money to make up for some of that with some of the bills, and so they set up a GoFundMe page two years ago. The first person to donate to the GoFundMe page was basketball coach Matt Painter. He donated ten thousand dollars. Uh, Larry came here to the Jordan Center. Um, trying to think. So this would be January, February, twenty nineteen, something like that. And you know, of course, I went over to see him. I wanted to know how he was doing, what was going on. You know, all of us had been in touch with him in one form or another. And he was so touched by the whole thing that in the end he, he said Steve I'm trying to get a picture with all my my play-by-play brother and I said sure and we t- took a, you know took a couple pictures together <sighs> and you know you just were hoping that he could make it to the next season and Purdue had a magical year remember they got to what uh, they just missed going to the final four Carson Edwards and those guys uh, and you're like, oh, my God, Clisby's going to get a chance to do it one more time. Last year, though, Larry uh, was – he had to miss some games. Rob Blackman – and Rob, by the way, is a – I've known Rob for years. He is a tremendous guy. Rob's going to take over as the play-by-play voice permanently at Purdue. But Rob did the games last season. And Larry remained on the broadcast as the – as the analysts, and they used two analysts, and he missed some games. But he did do the Penn State game last year. Rob's been on the radio crew for 16 years, and they still have Ralph Taylor and so forth. But this is one of the legendary voices. He'd walk in to Mackey Arena, and the place would applaud for him. They should. Yeah. He's always known as the Cliz. He's just one of the really great guys. And, you know, when everything happened two years ago, I was hoping he would just make it through that season. Then I felt like last year, even though he had to miss some games, he got a bonus season. And, yeah, he did do. The Penn State game last year when Penn State went in there and won. I did, and I got a chance to talk to him before then. But you could see when I talked to him last winter, I could tell uh, he was struggling more. Not unexpected, but still sad. 
there, this is a guy who loved Purdue, loved Purdue basketball. So he's retiring today. You know, after his 40 years. Wow. Yeah, it's amazing. Great, great guy. Great guy. And I wish him nothing best. It's just sad, sad it happened because, I mean, he, I mean he, he was, you go back even three years ago, as vibrant as ever. So, 1,189 Purdue games. In case you're wondering, are you wondering now how many I've called? Is that what you're thinking, Matt? Well, it's definitely got to be a whole heck of a lot because this is what, your 39th 39, season? 39th season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, it's um, 1135. Oh, so you're so not I'm that not th- far uh, behind. No, I'm not that far behind him. No. So. Uh, hate that. No, I mean, not surprised it happened. Um, not surprised that you know that he retired, but just still sad to see it. Is yeah. I know you. You know people here don't know him. I understand that. I'm probably I'm talking out of turn here about somebody you don't really know about. Somebody I know, but somewhere along the line, maybe on SiriusXM or whatever, you heard him. You, you know, Big Ten Network. You heard him. His whole thing. Uh, I know that Doug. I, Doug. I know. Doug. I know you. I believe Doug is copyrighted. Bingo. In fact, there are several religious orders across the state that now aren't even allowed to say it because Doug copyrighted it. <laughs> no, God! It. no, God! No, God! <laughs> You're saying my comments were no good. But uh, Larry Larry would call three pointers for Purdue. Bingo. Now I I'm sure, in the end, that was that was Larry just stealing from Doug. Because in the end, don't we all? The only one that will not admit that he steals anything from anybody, because he feels he's a trendsetter and does not ever play from behind is the suit. We'll take a break. Back with more in a moment from Sunbury Motors here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applications 
applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, by the way, talk to Santa Reservations are now available. All right, children ages four to eight only. So you can talk to Santa in the magic radio, right? I mean, at some point, Luke will qualify, but he's still three years away. That's right. I very much look forward to that. That'll be great. Why does Santa sound like the suit? I don't want to get into this. (laughs) Why does Santa sound like he's doing a shikalimi game? All right. But, again, talk to Santa. And the reservations are now to November 27th. And uh, you can just call us at 570-286-5838, extension 221. This is for children ages 4 to 8 only. This is uh, the with the Masters coming up. This is a tradition unlike any other. It is, uh, to me, what makes... Local radio magical. This is it's fun and it's cool and kids love it, and so do parents. So I just want at least I uh, wanted to get that out for you, okay? Uh, before we get moving with this, um, let's see. Ohio State actually is having some personnel problems. First of all, Jimmy Sotos hasn't. They they hand out these waivers like like volunteers do with water at a at a ten k, and he didn't get one. But Seth Towns, the transfer from Harvard, uh, not available yet. Abel Porter, not available. Uh, transfer from Utah State, so they got. I mean, hasn't been smooth for Ohio State either. Obviously, Penn State is going. They did get Sam Sessoms, which is going to help. Sessoms is a good player. Football-wise, they're practicing today. Yesterday was an off day. Yesterday was an off day. And I believe uh, Joe Biden and President Trump will be speaking in the next hour. Uh, If if we have to break away for that, we will. Uh, Doug says he is not, there is no truth to him trademarking the bingo comment. Ah, but but Doug did point out that the suit has trademarked. I know nothing. <laughs> well, he should trademark bingo. Well, we all use it from time to time. I've used it a few times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the suit. I guess because John Danner who played Sergeant Schultz and Hogan's Heroes in the 60s, early 70s, never trademarked it, and the suit trademarked it. Fabulously, a copyright. 
So we have to say things like, I'm not quite sure, whatever. He says, I know nothing. And what's really great about it is every time he says it, people believe him. All right. (laughs) 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 You got to admit it. We do have fun on the show. Oh, always. Never a dull moment. We do have fun on the show. (laughs) All right. Maryland this week. Talia Tunga-Viola had a great game. Not just throwing the ball 394, but also the way he ran the ball. That was impressive. When he needed to run, he could run. And Jake Funk, I mentioned him yesterday, talked about him extensively yesterday. I mean, he had, what, 230 yards? He only had 21 carries. I mean, I'm watching the tape, and it's everything is wide open for him for seven or eight yards. I want to I want to give all the credit in the world to what Maryland did, no question, right? No question. I want to give credit to what Maryland did, but <laughs> Minnesota's defense. How polite do you want me to be here? They're a little disappointing. The Golden Gophers so far. They have issues. <laughs> they have some issues. But you need to get out early on this team. Even in a 41-3 to loss to Northwestern. And by the way, Northwestern already has an excellent defense to begin with. Now they've added in Peyton Ramsey, a quarterback. Now they can play. But they scored in their opening drive of the game, Maryland did. It was a field goal, but they scored in their opening drive. And they scored in their opening drive against Minnesota as well. So Maryland, in its two games, has been able to get out of the gate. Now, we all know Northwestern ended up being a route, but they were able to get out of the gate. Minnesota, they got out of the gate. In this one, they're up 21 nothing. Maryland is, before Minnesota got on the board. Then Minnesota took complete control of the game, and then Minnesota played not to lose. Demas is a good player. Cobb's a good player. Daryl and Jayshon Jones are good players. Funk's a good player. Tunga Viola's a good player. Their offensive line's pretty good. You know, he'll dump it off to the backs. There's a lot of, you know, quick snap and then pitch it. He'll do that. Uh, You've got to be able to get your hands up against this guy. At the line of scrimmage when they do that. you got to get your hands up. So I get a hold of Johnny Holiday yesterday. I said, Johnny, how about uh, coming on the show on Thursday? He says, I didn't, he said, he texted me back, said, I didn't see a, a fee in there. So I texted him back, said, the usual fee. He texted me back, cheap. 